0: This is John Gescheidmeyer of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, your real estate expert. This podcast is designed to equipping people with the teaching and tools they need to succeed in real estate. I hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more real estate content. The curb appeal of your house arguably is one of the most important things as a buyer approaches your home for sale. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about the curb appeal from a seller's perspective, both interior and exterior, and that may sound kind of funny when we talk about curb appeal, but we're gonna talk about setting yourself up for success. If you listen to the podcast and other episodes, we talk quite frequently that our goal in helping someone buy or sell is to buy at the best value. But if you're selling to make sure that you are getting the best offer, the highest price, as fast as we can, without uh, inconveniencing you as much as possible. So today, we're going to talk with the owner of Color Wheel Painting, Mike Madsen. Welcome, Mike.
1: Hi, John. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. And I think this is going to be a great conversation regarding everything painting, regarding everything exterior and interior. So, Mike, you are a Milwaukee area business. Um, you do a lot of advertising, so the name probably is something uh, something that someone has seen before. Tell us a little bit about you, tell us about your business and how you started.
1: Sure, well, John, I grew up in Green Bay, moved to Milwaukee in 2004 and opened up shop. I saw that uh, there's a great opportunity to establish a company that had just great values in general and can provide great service when it came to painting, all things painting. So uh, it's, you know, 16 years in at this point. In the meantime, I've gotten married, I've got three little kids. Business has grown and grown, and all is well.
0: Good. Now you have um, quite a few people on your staff, and from painters to admin and whatnot. Tell us a little bit about your expertise. Tell us a little bit about what people hire you for and what they hire you to do.
1: Sure. So, yeah, the staff is about 21 people, and that's three uh, project consultants who are very knowledgeable with the painting industry. And they help guide people from start to finish, uh, establishing the needs, uh, figuring out what is and isn't necessary and helping to chart a course. Um, then we've got the office support, and then we presently have 14 full-time painters on staff, which is pretty unheard of um, to have them as W-2, you know, actual employees, not subcontracted labor. So. Um, you know, I think the biggest things that set us apart is that while a lot of people call and they have an assumption about what they want painted or what they should paint, we'll actually give honest advice from our experience and our background, uh, which is just a, a tremendous accumulated mass of hours and, and years of time of expertise um, to really guide people down the right path help them to make the best choices with their money, help them to get the best value for the dollars they want to invest. Um, and that applies whether you're buying or selling. So one of the things we're gonna get into is also uh,
0: painting post-sale, so after the sale. And of course, that's one of the most, uh, I guess, may- maybe fun things that people try to envision, their own colors.
1: Of course, customizing the new home. Exactly. Getting the, getting the feel you want. That's the fun part. So we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. Um, Mike, your uh, website is very impressive,
0: and I've always, uh, we've known each other for a long time now, but remodelandpaint.com is your website, and not only is it colorful and flashy, but it's also packed with a lot of stuff that you do, and one of the things you do is also cabinets.
1: Correct. Cabinet painting, yes.
0: We've talked about this before going on a podcast like this, but... um, one of the recommendations that you have made, and you've come into our office and talked to our agents as well, is don't try to paint over the. I, I, and I'm not going to use the right words, but don't try to paint over the existing paint on a ki- on a kitchen cabinet or moldings, because you have paint and then you've got you know a finish on top of those, usually by by the right. manufacturer, and that's a bad idea. Talk to uh, talk to us about that
1: yeah you know the the marketing efforts out there uh, by some of the paint companies and the big box stores make it look like it's so simple they package these uh, products you know the primer and paint in one and it makes it sound so easy and it's just simply not when you really look at painting there's more to it about what i call marrying surfaces together uh, compatible chemistry and so one of the things a lot of people overlook is just that chemistry angle and it's really getting down to a geeky level but that's one of the things we bring to the table we understand what can and can't happen and um, we want to ensure that anything you're going to you know spend and invest that it's going to last and look right and adhere properly and give lasting value
0: your website is very impressive and i would encourage people listening to this podcast to check that out again it's remodelandpaint.com there's a phone number up there as well. We can give that out before we're done. But you also have a list of several projects here, and I've got to tell you, Mike, until you click and hover over these, um, like here's one that says another beautiful kitchen, a Wilmot Third Ward condo. Um, I would have thought these were stock photos.
1: And those are ours, absolutely ours. Yeah. I mean, I've got the competitors that pull something from you know stockphotos.com or whatever the site is, and. You know all the prepaid, artistic, uh, rendered and, and enhanced photos, but these are our photos. These are our customers. These are people we could literally call up and provide testimonials for. We have clients who are so pleased with us, they say you can send our client, you can send your client over to our house. You know we'll have a glass of wine and talk, process or how everything went, and let them know and let them look at and touch and feel everything we've you know accomplished together.
0: These are great photos. I would love to sell every one of these homes. I just uh, want to throw that out. So let's talk about, um, and again, we'll we'll talk about after closing in a little bit, but let's talk about getting prepared to sell a home. You know, one of the things we do, and we do this every single day, our agents do this all the time, and now we're even doing it virtually, whatever works for our clients, but we go to their place, we get a tour of the home, we talk about the do's and the don'ts, where to spend their money and where not to. We, we see the pink rooms. Of course. We see the black bedrooms for some of the kids. We see the stars, you know, 150 glow-in-the-dark stars in the ceiling. Yep. Um, the Pepto-Bismol pink, like I had kind Absolutely. of mentioned. Absolutely. Talk from your perspective. I mean, I know from my perspective, selling a home, we find that the buyers are relatively lazy. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, when I started to buy properties when I was in my mid-20s, nothing stood in my way. Nothing intimidated me. If the rooms were were forest green, it didn't matter to me, although that was popular back then. Um, today, people don't want to do that. They, yeah. they want move-in ready for the most part. Sure do. So you have to talk about neutral colors. You have to talk about a fresh look, fresh smells, too. I always say that when you're selling a home, it's about... Good sights, good sounds, good smells. Let's let's focus on the interior. Talk about the, sure. the areas that they should buy or sellers, rather, should focus on.
1: Well, you know, to preface the whole talk, I think you kind of have to put your mindset. You know, it, every seller wants to minimize the costs they're putting into the house because you're moving, you're you're moving on, and it's painful to spend that money. That's I a good mean, point. You know, John, you helped me sell my last house, and and I'm sure you get it with anyone, you just, oh, why would I put money into this? But I kind of liken it to, when you're listing your house, it's, and you know, I, I own a painting company, so that's my perspective. You're the professional on the selling buying side, but it's kind of like an interview. You're putting your house up for an interview with a potential buyer. And I look at it and go, okay, if you were going for a job interview, you have to spend a little money to make sure you look right. You don't have the job yet, you know, you don't maybe feel like you have that, that spendable money, but at the same time, you kind of just have to do it, make the investment. So, you know, you're going to go out, you're going to buy the new slacks and shirt and belt and make sure you look right, you're presented right to make that great first impression. Well, your house has to do the exact same thing when someone's coming to see it. You have to wow them. And if you don't, it's just probably a mess, I would imagine, trying to get that house sold. That first impression value, it just, it's going to set the tone for how you cared for your home. And it's not just the painting people think about. It's a can of worms. If the house looks neglected from a painting perspective, they might start thinking, well, was the furnace neglected? Was the roof neglected? And it's just not worth the risk. When you really look at painting as a cost, it's one of the most minimal costs you're going to put into your house. And yet it has such a huge impact for people's perspective. So just... I encourage people to do it, and I'm not trying to sound like a sales guy, but if you want to maximize your spend and give that buyer just maximum security in their purchase, have it look right. Well, uh, I don't think I could have put that any better, Mike.
0: Uh, so very well said, and I couldn't agree with you more. My job is to get the most amount of money for my sellers. My job with my buyers is to get them the house. And that seems a little weird because you know we used to say, and we still do to some degree, I want, to, I want you to get the house at the least amount of money, but we're in a very competitive market today. So to your point, I think people who are listening to this who are selling or thinking about selling need to understand the complexities of everything involved. It's not just a matter of putting a sign up, whether it's a sign with Remax on it or another company or a for sale by owner sign, that home is only an object to a buyer just like you said with the analogy of a job if i'm interviewing for a job there might be 20 other people interviewing
1: absolutely right and,
0: and i have to stand out yeah same thing with a house so on the outside of the house i suppose you know you can you can touch up your trim you can touch up your shutters you can touch up whatever but once you start hitting it more than likely you're probably going to be doing the whole thing i would guess
1: Yeah, it is situational, you know, um, and of course today's homes you have somewhere there's a more aesthetically pleasing uh, front and a more streamlined sides and back of the home. But you you definitely need to take a look at it and piece it together and and do what makes the most sense. Um, In theory, you know, you could wash a home and it might turn out that it just needed a good wash. Um, Maybe there is painting to do, especially a porch or any kind of railing or deck system. Um, those tend to break down more quickly, so you need to make sure that's top notch. And then, yeah, it, true. And you do
0: exterior decks and yes. things like that. I, I know I've referred clients to you in the past um, yep. and continue to. Those are really, I mean, those are popular areas that people are going to take advantage of and, I, and they're going to utilize on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, and when they look bad, they look bad. And that's, that's not what you want to be showing off to any potential buyer.
0: So, some popular colors on the exterior of a house, off the top of your head.
1: Well, I won't name any specific one that kind of locks me into a kind of repping a manufacturer, but just the neutral. I mean, neutral will always win. And obviously it has broad appeal and you're not making too much of a statement. Um, even the most beautifully painted multicolor Victorian, well, you better find that buyer who loves that color scheme. So, you, you know, you want to play your odds and keep it neutral. Um, what, do I, what do I mean with neutral? Tan, beige, some lighter shades of gray and i'd leave it at that
0: there's some great houses um navy blue you know things that look like that but to your point it is very specific it is and you just have to be careful so let's switch from but actually before we go to interior i really loved your comment about how if the exterior of your home is maintained properly it gives that buyer the peace of mind that the interior items have already been taken care of. I know when I sold my first home, I bought some duplexes and lived in those when I was younger, and then I bought my first home in Waukesha. It was a small ranch. When When I sold that, I ran into the buyer, I don't know, a year or two afterwards, and he said, you know, John, we saw 45 homes with our agent, and they felt bad for dragging their agent to that many. But the reason why we bought yours is because everything we could see from the outside walking in to the interior as well was all taken care of, and we knew the stuff that we couldn't see was already squared away, too. So your point about the furnace and all those other things, you know those have been maintained more than likely.
1: Yep, pride of ownership.
0: So the exterior painting itself, uh, coupled with a well-manicured lawn, mulch beds that are looking good, uh, shrubbery and, f- and foliage that's looking good. Yeah, even but the lighting.
1: You know, make sure you get good fresh bulbs that have a good color coming off of them.
0: And consistent. Yes, Not the different kinds of light that's my biggest pet peeve yep
1: you see that now and then
0: i do i do unfortunately so mike let's transition inside um let's talk about and i know what these answers are probably going to be but i'm just going to ask you talk about the rooms that get the most value for for that pop when you walk in i mean you could paint obviously the entire interior of a home it may need it may not sure i know when you guys come out you're not pushing the entire home you're not you know trying to scare people into thinking they're not going to get top value but what are some, from a consumer standpoint, when they're in that situation, what are some of the bigger items that they wanna tackle first?
1: Well, I think, of course, you have the first impression factor, the wow factor when you come through a front door. So it's, what can you see? And generally that's gonna be the, the foyer, um, possibly a living room or maybe a dining room. Of course, the layout of the house matters. But I mean, any, anything in that first perspective and a few steps in that you can see has gotta look dynamite. Um, so maybe that's the dinette in the kitchen space as well. or um, But those big common areas like that, I think you really have to make sure are up to speed. And from there, you know, second in priority, I think, is what I call the private rooms, your bedrooms, and some of the bathrooms. Um, actually, I'll take that back on the bathrooms. you got to make sure the bathrooms look good.
0: <laughs> it does help, <laughs> but, and clean.
1: But I do feel like people will kind of... I don't want to say look past, but maybe me be a little more forgiving on bedrooms, understanding that they were customed. And...
0: So if you had to say, what room would be number one?
1: I have an idea in my mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, all in all, what has to look right to me is the kitchen. Yep.
0: Okay. That's what I would have thought
1: too. You know, and then that that dives down into the kitchen cabinet painting too, or kitchen cabinet refinishing, which we also do for people. Um, if you've got a beautiful set of cabinets but they've just seen a better day you know you might consider refinishing um,
0: and it's very 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 tedious work so it's not the cheapest
1: no there's you know you need expert people our our refinishers can custom mix stain on site and get it to blend and match perfectly so you don't find too many of those true artisans around anymore they are a hard find but it can be done well
0: yeah, and if you can dream it you can do it it's just a matter of finding the right team to do it, and, and I love the fact that you're considered to be on my team.
1: Yeah, happy to be part of it. I'll tell you a really quick little side note. I've got a painter in my house today. I've got that that 90s dark green tile all around my fireplace, and we are painting it to look like Carrera marble. Really? So we don't have to tear out all that tile and redo it. We are doing a complete painted finish with an extremely durable varnish over the top, and I'll show you the pictures, and you're going to go, Wow. I, and, I'm, and I'm
0: sure you'll have a before and after.
1: I've got them right now. Yep.
0: So again, we're talking to Mike Madsen, the owner of Color Wheel Painting out of uh, Milwaukee, all over southeastern Wisconsin, and um, his website is remodelandpaint.com. I'm on there right now. Just some beautiful photos. So if you need anything, don't feel, don't ever hesitate to reach out, even if you have questions. Uh, Mike, I want to talk about the front door because you said transition from the, you know, outside to the. Yes.
1: That's important too. Front door, yeah. You know, I personally feel like it's one of the most overlooked items, really. Um, And I see so many front doors that we could just do a a refinish on to spruce up that natural wood look. Um, You know, if it's a painted door, just to have that look fresh and clean and crisp. I mean, the potential buyer's walking right up there and staring at that door. And usually they're waiting for someone to fumble around with the lockbox and open up. They're looking. They're absolutely looking at that door. I mean, at a minimum, clean it real well and, and hope that you don't need to paint it, but it's got to look right. It does, and
0: that's that's a great point. Um, that front door sets the mood for the transition
1: inside the house. And if you have a storm door, too, make sure that glass is clean. You know, make sure there's no little cobwebs in there. Make sure it's all cleaned up and looks pretty. See, we could hire you to sell yeah, real estate. Maybe, someday.
0: Um, but it, but in all seriousness, I mean, it does, It, it again... I tell my agents this, I tell my clients this, we're trying to create experiences.
1: It is, it's a feeling.
0: It, it, it is, and if you walk into our lobby, we on our lobby wall it says, home is a feeling, not a place.
1: Yeah. yeah. Because
0: we are trying to create that, just like Disney does, when Disney, you know, everything in that Disney park is a certain way from marketing, from their own research, we're creating the same thing. Good sights, good sounds, good smells. So let's um, let's let's now transition to the move. So you come in contact with somebody who is in the process of selling the home. We can get you into that home before closing to measure right. rooms and to give estimates and all that stuff. So that's of easy. Of course, and we've got the photos we can look at.
1: And usually you're, you've dimensioned things, too, on the listing. So we can work a lot from that information.
0: That's true. You, we have the MLS and all the photos. Um, And then, before we started the podcast, you kind of, and I was taking some notes, before moving in, talk a little bit about best practices, what you like, what you'd love to see, you know, as far as being able to maybe hold off moving so you get in there for a couple days.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, you helped me buy my last house, and like anybody buying a house, you're so excited to get in. It's just a new chapter, and you can't wait to open that book, turn the page, and get into it and dive into it. But my honest advice is... um, try to have some restraint and set that moving date back a few days. What people don't realize is um, just how much of a cost savings there is having painting done when the house is empty. So if you can afford a few days delay, you know, you have closing, let's say on a Monday morning, well, don't have the movers come in till Thursday or Friday, whatever it would be. Buy yourself a little time. Let us get in there. We'll schedule the job and staff it. You know, we'll jump in there with six people if we need to, to hammer this thing out and get it beautifully done top to bottom. Or just a couple rooms that you need. You know, whatever that situation is, we'll try to get that all done by the time you move in. Now, some people, you know, you got to get out of your house, right? You got that seller side, you have to be out, you're trying to coordinate that timeline. What I tell people then is we'll customize a move in plan. For example the rooms that'll be tight with furniture like some of the bedrooms uh, we'll make sure those get done so they can be moved into if you have a really big entertainment system or something like that we'll make sure just that one wall gets done if we have to and then what we'll do is we'll prioritize on the second tiers like hallways they're going to get dinged up during the move-in anyway so after the move happens we'll come back through and do hallways or a spot where there is no furniture like the kitchen or the bed uh sorry pardon me the bathrooms those can be done after moving without a problem. So if you're a little tight on time, we can make that game plan where it's, hey, we'll hit half now and half later and get that to come together right for you.
0: This is not the first time you've done this. And so um, you can obviously tell because you've got your process. And, and you said it at the onset of the podcast. You know, it's, it's, it's really specific to the circumstance. It's specific to the individual uh, move-in plan, you know, you know, because you bought and sold on the same day. Uh, It's it's hard to do and it's frustrating to do. But even if we can close on one house in the morning, push the closing off till late that afternoon, we could get you in by, let's say, 9.30.
1: You you literally could. Yeah, and we've done it. We have met people at closings and gotten the keys and gone in the house before they did. And they'll show up two hours later and, and start doing whatever they want to do, and, and we're already there painting. We've already picked colors. We're at, we're at work, oh. and it happens that way sometimes. And it has to. And you know, to make that happen though, John, you have to have a very reliable company. And that is, I will I will give myself a pat on the back. You know, we don't call you that morning and go, oh shoot, we can't make it. <laughs> not a chance. That's not how we do things. When we make that commitment to be there, we will be there, we will be there with the Mountain people we say we will be there, and we will get that done.
0: It's a coordinated effort, and if uh, you're listening to this and you haven't quite figured this out, it also takes a good realtor to have a team in place to be able to trust the people that you know you're going to make the referral to and that you're going to get referrals from. And I, and I have no hesitation referring anybody to Mike and his company. Um, They've worked for lots of my clients. They've always been very happy, but it is a process. And f- every process is gonna be a little bit different. So ideally, if you can buy that first house, maybe close on it even a week later, that's great. Some people can't do that, yep. um, and, w- and we did that. But not for painting purposes. Mine was a brand new house, but it was just for moving purposes. It made it a lot easier in my life at the time.
1: Yeah. Don't put unnecessary stress on yourself. It's exciting, but a stressful time either way. So just get the plan together. Trust the experts.
0: It is a it, it is a stressful time, but our job is to take that out
1: uh, yeah. of the equation as much yeah. as possible. Which more reason to work with the best people you can.
0: Exactly. And yeah. and and I, you know, Mike, you're on all of the major review sites. Um, you can go to Google and see the Google reviews. You can go to the testimonials at remodelandpaint.com. Um, you talked about kitchens and bathrooms last because, and hallways last, because yeah. not being able to, to ding things. I mean, those are those are things that I didn't think of, but make complete sense.
1: Yeah, it's that just that experience that we bring to the table, getting that plan together. And, um, you know, some people even feel freaked out about choosing colors, and we go, well, you don't have to choose colors on those until you've been here for a little while. You know, like, we just have to pick about one or two colors right now. And this is a process, too, I would imagine, that if you need
0: to, you don't have to do it in five seconds. No, I mean, you can span it out as the, the client sees fit. Although, to your point, if you need to load up and get that house done because you're on a very finite schedule, you can arrange that too. Yeah. People who are working for themselves and have maybe one or two guys don't have that luxury.
1: No, they really don't. You know, there is strength in numbers, and we bring that to, to the table for sure. You know, that's on the seller side too. You know, when time is of the essence, trying to get that house listed and sold, and you've got that to-do list to, before you want to show the house you know, you can't afford to wait a few months for, you know, you don't want to wait a week for that painter, you know, or the the cousins, uh, you know, whoever to, to call you back and come over and get you a quote and get in. And I mean, people will call us. We'll have someone over there to estimate in two, three hours. We can even have painters there the next day. We have that kind of flexibility with our staff.
0: So before we wrap this up, um, and Mike, I, th- I think this is really great information. I appreciate you taking a few minutes to... Um... To meet with me uh, today and go through some of these things on your website, when you when you hover or click on residential, you've got walls and ceiling paint, trim painting, cabinet painting, cabinet refinishing, wallpaper installation and removal. People still. Some people are still putting wallpaper in their house.
1: Yeah, and some of it to sell. Not in my house, Mike. (laughs) To sell it sometimes (laughs) has to come out, too. (laughs) Right, and that's uh, not fun. Well, papers have come a long way, John. And you, you wouldn't do the whole house like you would have in the 80s or 90s, but the one room or the one wall... Boy, there's some neat stuff.
0: My wife still likes wallpaper in bathrooms and things like that. There's some
1: some real neat coverings these days.
0: When I need you to come to my house, it will not be for wallpaper installation. I will guarantee you that. Okay, that's fine. Color consultations, um, your time to meet with them, obviously free, no obligation quotes. Um, You do faux furniture, murals. We do a lot. You're full service.
1: Yeah, we really are. You know, there's a lot of, I'll be the first to tell you, there's a lot of people out there that can paint ceilings and walls without a problem. Painting trim is a different animal to do it really well and beautifully. Doing cabinets beautifully. You know, we have our workshop and it just sets us apart. Um, And then we just have some niche things. Wallpaper hanging is is certainly niche. Doing mural work and full finishing. Um, Knowing how to take a honey oak railing and make it look like an espresso tone. Um, we've seen a lot of that, or that uh, just, just that, that honey-colored light oak, medium-toned oak that people are getting tired of. What do you do with that Well, we have the answers?
0: A wealth of resources, that's for sure. Mike, I've, um, I've, I've enjoyed my time here with you. Thanks for coming in and giving our listeners um, for, for a long time to come, because these principles aren't going to change.
1: No, this has been the same since I started, and it'll keep going like this for a long time.
0: For us, on the real estate side of things, it's making sure that we are spending the money that we need to spend to get more money in return, um, and a faster sale, a better buyer, better terms, um, multiple offers if we can, and that all starts on the outside of the house. The paint, the exterior is a huge part of that. My guest today is Mike Madsen from Color Wheel Painting. You can find Mike at remodelandpaint.com. 414-708-6324 is his number, and we'll have this in the notes on the podcast as well. Mike, best of luck to you, and thank you once again for being a part of our team and our Protecting Heroes program as well. Proud to have you a part of that. My pleasure. And uh, thanks for all your information.
1: Thanks, John. This session of Wisconsin
0: Real Estate Today has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and let others know if you found this content useful. Until next time, make today your best day.